Hi, you're listening to Celluloid Cards Wallop with James and Gemma. Sit down and enjoy yourself, grab a snack and have some fun. Okay, so I am in the very fortunate position to be able to speak to uh, Linda Louise Tomlinson, who I met at uh, the recent Ruttles uh, gig I was at in Manchester. And Linda Louise has, I think, what I can only see is probably one of the greatest jobs ever to have, which is <laughs> that you are getting to work with one of your heroes. Absolutely. So, Linda, uh, Louise, if you could tell me a bit about yourself uh, and how you got into this wonderful position. Well, you're absolutely right. It is an absolute dream job of mine. Well, I got it only recently through being a fan of Neil's. Mm -hmm. I've known Neil for about 10, 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And that came from being a Monty Python fan. When I was 11 years of age, I saw Life of Brian for the first time in a history class in school, which is quite funny. And that's how I got into Neil Ennis and started watching the Ruttles. And that actually made me become a Beatles fan as well. And I've now got a master's degree in the Beatles, which is a little bit crazy. Um, But now I landed this gig thoroughly just by being a fan, which is absolutely incredible. I've done work for Neil before on his own solo tours, done a bit of merchandise for him in the past. So it just seems like this idea of progress. Yeah. Mm. And it really is. It's so much fun. And I get to see the band every night, you know? It's like, a, it's like a free ticket to the gig. Like George Harrison got a free cinema ticket to Life of Brian, I've got a free <laughs> ticket to every Wattles gig. <laughs> and I can tell, the, the, the brilliant thing is, obviously I saw you and was uh, lucky enough to meet you at the Manchester uh, Manchester gig. I could see you sort of dancing along and singing along and really <laughs> enjoying yourself. And Yes, a lot of people come up to me and mention that. <laughs> well, that's, no, but that's not a bad thing. That's an incredibly good thing if someone's sort of that happy and, and enjoying themselves. Because I think the great thing that I've heard from what you said then is you're doing a job you love. And they always say that if you do a job you love, it becomes uh, it doesn't really become work, does it? It becomes this really enjoyable thing oh, to go out and do. No, it doesn't feel like a job at all. I have to pinch myself sometimes and realise that it's real and it's actually happening. But no, a lot of people comment on the fact that I seem to really enjoy my job. And I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> and if we backtrack a bit to something you were saying earlier, you said that obviously you've known Neil for, uh, for well, it's over 10 years, you're saying, isn't it now? Yeah, um, it's not long there. When you were younger, because what I find interesting, it was a question I actually asked Neil uh, himself and asked everybody I ever interviewed. What is it you wanted to do when you were younger? I was a performing arts student when I was younger. <laughs> Yeah, it was my dream to um, do the touring thing, do the onstage performing thing. I didn't mind whether it was music or acting or dancing. I wanted to be in the entertainment industry and do the whole performing arts thing. So this is this is a close second. <laughs> Very much so. And if you could tell us a bit about how you sort of initially met Neil and uh, how you actually got into this this position of working with the Ruttles. Mm. Well, like I said, I was a Python fan from being a young a young buck at school, and then um, I saw that Neil was on tour with Fatso, so with our lovely John, who's in the band with us, 
mm-hmm. um, and I went to see them live and I got chatting to Neil afterwards. And at the time I was at Chicken Shed Theatre Company. I was there and uh, we'd have live music gigs there. So mm-hmm. I managed to line up a gig for Neil and I booked him to play and that night was amazing. And then I just kind of got into it that way. So it was like a slowly progressing organic kind of um, situation that happened with us. And then I got to see them all on tour. I got to work behind us. I literally just jumped into the merchandise thing. Like I'd, and, mm-hmm. you know, if you put yourself forward, then mm. anything can happen. And now look at me. I'm on tour. It's, it's amazing. Brilliant. I mean, it was an interesting thing that you said that sort of really chimed with me. Well, two things that, that chimed, which is you were saying about you became a Python fan when you were younger, which is what happened with me. Uh, with me, it was Monty Python, the Holy Grail, which Neil is in himself. Uh, which which Python, uh, was it the TV or the films that you got into first? It was uh, Life of Brian was the first thing I saw. And I was like, what is this? What is this crazy thing that I'm watching? <laughs> um, and then I did a little bit of research, found out that they did Flying Circus, started watching that. I remember 6am every morning it was on telly. So I'd be down there, sat in front of the telly, watching it at 6am every morning. Now that's, and then obviously... I- <laughs> That's dedication. Oh, absolutely. But that's, I was just watching this crazy thing on this, on the television going, what is this? And just finding it so clever and so funny. And at such a young age as well, it really like, it influenced me massively. And then I got into the more films. And then as the years went by, obviously the musicals came out and, and I got to know Neil a lot. So I've seen lots of um, Neil gigs both with the Ruttles and by himself and with the Bonzos. And there's just so many Monty Python fans out there. And I'm glad that it's still going and it's still alive. And, you know, we get amazing fans coming to all these gigs. Mm-hmm. And most most gigs are pretty packed, you know, close to bursting at the seams. And it's just full of, well, people with great taste. <laughs> oh, I, I cannot, dis- you know, I cannot do anything but agree with that comment. Um, I love meeting Python fans. Python fans, Beatles fans, and Ruttles fans are the best people that you can talk to. They have such a passion, and it's incredible to meet so many different people on this tour and talk to them and, you know, relate to them about how great the band are and the music is and mm-hmm. how we've all kind of got similar stories coming yeah. through Python the Beatles. It's very true. One of the things that I just wanted to ask you about that I thought was very interesting is you said, did you say you did the Masters in the Beatles? I did do a master's degree in the Beatles, yeah. Please tell me more about it, because I always <laughs> wanted to study that, and I don't know if you do it anymore. Um, I think they still do. It was at Liverpool Hope University, up in Liverpool. I moved up there to study it. And, um, yeah, you can either do it one year or two year, and it was pretty intense. You got to, I, I um, kind of injected a bit of ruttles in there. It had to be done. And, yeah, you get to watch their films and depict every bit of their music and dissect scenes and bits of their songs. And it's a crazy thing to study, but it was really enjoyable because you're like, you're studying what you love. You're writing about what you love. So it's easy. You know, it's not like history where you have to read the books because you, you, you know, the films, you know, the books, if you're a fan, it's, it's not a problem. So it's one of the easiest courses I think I've ever done. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to look into it now. You've whetted my interest. You're saying it's yeah, still it possible to do it. I love yeah. it when I tell people I've got it. People stare at me going, no, that's not a thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah it is. It'd be my dream 
my dream. And and through working with Neil and things like that, have you ever managed to meet any people who were involved with the Beatles or? Through Neil, I've been lucky enough to meet some of the Bonzos and some of the Pythons. Um, Beatles-related people I met more when I was living in Liverpool because mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to work for the Cavern Club and the Beatles Story. And obviously we get lots of um, relatives and friends and family and everyone coming along to events there. But um, I have been fortunate enough to meet Sir Paul McCartney on a few occasions. And I bow uh, down to you at this point. <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. He is somebody I would always, you know, I've always, always wanted to be. I've seen him live twice. Yeah. Not, not to, uh, I don't want to, you know, sort of like be disloyal to Neil, but, you know, I think Neil and him are close ties for the best gigs I've ever been to. Oh, brilliant. No, Paul is very, very good live. Absolutely. And he was a really lovely chap to speak to. Really nice. You know, when they say let's meet your heroes. I've been lucky enough to meet all of mine, and they've all been none of them have disappointed. Put it that way. <laughs> that that's really good to hear because that is a concern I've had when you because you, sometimes people when they don't live up to the expectation is quite heartbreaking. But when yeah, it can crush you, can't it? Yeah. But in the case uh, sort of meeting Neil and I also met a guy called Kevin Smith recently. He, when they exceed your expectations, it's it's wonderful. It's really nice when that happens. You've met Neil yourself now. You know that he's an absolute uh, angel. He's he's a, I was just astounded. He's such a, a nice man, which is one thing that was great to see. He's an exceptionally intelligent man, which that's on oh, you anyway. But so underappreciated and so yeah. underrated. The world will miss him when he's gone. You know what I mean? Very true. But that's the sad thing we don't <laughs> think about. Oh, absolutely not, no. But it was a very interesting yeah. thing when I, uh, I met him because my father was with me. Um, and he yeah. was sort of saying to Neil, everything you said, Neil was talking to me about. My dad said, yeah, I can relate to that. I can remember those things. So yeah. it's really cool to hear that. With Neil is a thrill as well because there's so many stories. Oh, I can believe it. Through the years. stories, substantial stories. He's, he's a man of... A man of the world. <laughs> so when you go on tour with the Ruttles, Linda Lees, what, what are the more unusual things that have happened at the, the gigs? <laughs> um, well, um, John is one for dropping things upon us without preparation. <laughs> instance, as, you, as you witnessed, the Barbaran situation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves to ad-lib and he loves to, you know, keep the show fresh. So you have to stay on your toes around, John. You never know what's going to happen. But, you know, if you don't rehearse, what can go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, very good way of, uh, of approaching things. <laughs> so if, if we can backtrack a bit just to, with regard to yourself, a, a bit about yourself. Obviously, you were saying that you, you, you looked at your know, working performing arts and that was, oh, that was the sort of thing you wanted to do. Well, did you grow up in the, around, is it down south you originally were from? Uh, yeah, well, I was born up north, but I've basically grown up down south, yeah. So I was born in Blackpool, and then uh, we moved down to London for the, for the theatre, really, because myself, my sister and my family, we all love going to the theatre. And obviously mm-hmm. London is the main hub for that. So we moved down to London and then popped back up north a couple of times. And then I went through the Monty Python, Ruttles, Beatles progression, fell in love with the Beatles and moved up to Liverpool. I only came back about 18 months ago, mm-hmm. back down to London. And yeah, I landed this dream job. So it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but it's been a good one. 
Well, it's been a very good roller coaster. It sounds like it's, it's provided you with some absolutely wonderful uh, memories and things things to be able to share with people. And certainly when you're saying about, because I think you were in Liverpool, weren't you, recently, weren't you, with the Ruttles, as I understand it? Yes. Uh, yes. So how, yeah, because well, Liverpool, I mean, obviously the birthplace of the Beatles. Yeah. One of my favourite areas to, to visit is a city. I think it's absolutely wonderful. The architecture, obviously the impact uh, for music, things like that. So I think you going oh, to there was pretty... The city is incredible, yeah. Yeah, to go to that sort of area, I think it was absolutely a brilliant thing to do. So yeah. with regard to uh, sort of future endeavours, what is it you would like to do? Obviously, you've got this absolutely blinding wonderful job with the ruffles and working I was about to say if I could if I could do this forever then I wish yeah. I would <laughs> I don't think you can get I don't well yeah it probably can't get any better actually <laughs> I, I don't think it could absolutely not not unless I was on stage with them but uh, that might be I, the next step who knows <laughs> never say never right so, I know I never thought this would happen so <laughs> And with regard to um, yourself, for sort of any sort of promotion things that you do, do you have any kind of like websites or, or pages that you'd like to promote with us? And um, I write my own little blog, actually. I, I like to do reviews and I like to write articles. I've done a lot about our keyboard player, Phil Jackson. Okay. So there are, there's Tumblr pages and Facebook pages and things out there with my name all over it. It's called Wrong in All the Right, right written with WR, obviously. Um, and yeah, I love to have um, bands and local artists send me their stuff and I'll write about them and books and everything. So I'm a little bit of a journalist on the side as well. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's the sort of thing that I'm doing. So I'd, I'd very much like to have a look, in, look at that and see what you're doing myself. Um, yeah, no, your podcast looks wonderful. I was looking it up and that's that's really something maybe I could progress to. Hey, well, if you ever want to come back on to discuss anything I'll promote or anything, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, oh, bless you. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is great, this podcast. Thank you. The other question I wanted to ask is, when it comes to music, so obviously we've mentioned your love of, you know, the Ruttles, the Beatles, uh, the Bonzo. So what are your favourite tracks? Oh, um, one of my Bonzo tracks would be Equestrian Statue. That's one of my absolute favourites. And... Um, Russell's songs, there's so many that I love. I love um, Joe Public mm-hmm. and Hey yeah. Mister. The kind of more, you know, the Abbey Road, Sergeant Peppery kind of um, side that the boys go to. Uh, Favourite Beatles song, again, I would go Get Back or oh, something from the choice. later, yeah, the later kind of rockier stuff or Come Together or stuff like that. It was interesting that you chose Get Back because for me, the favourite Russell's one that always... Get up and go. Go and get up and go. I just to listen to that when I got the chance to see that light. God, I was smiling like a Cheshire cat. Um, <laughs> Did Neil tell you the story about um, when they were watching the rushes of the film? No. George, turn, George turns to Neil and goes, "Oh, that one's a bit close." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That's one of my favourite stories. <laughs> that is something. Yeah, I mean, for me, the other thing I was going to just ask. With regard to Neil, the thing that means a lot to people of my generation is the fact that he was in Racky Dolls. You know, he, oh, gosh, that's yeah. His, that's his yeah, creation. But, my, you know, certain people, so I'll throw my dad under the bus, but he looked a bit blankly at me when I mentioned that. But, um, yeah, Racky Dolls, again, is a big thing. And it is this wonderful thing, and you're, you're getting to be really at the, you know, the, the cold face, as they say, of, uh, and as you're working with this man, which is 
had such monumental impact upon music and media and things. And like throughout the years as well, definitely. Because he did all his like in his book of records and everything. Yeah. People just don't realise the vast amount of work he's done mm. and everything that he's been involved in. So you must pinch yourself. Oh, I do. Every night, every night when I'm there watching them, it's just like, is this is this true? Is this real? Is that is that the man himself? You know, that kind of thing. Well, Linda, uh, Louise, I don't want to take up any you know, more of your time particularly. But, uh, cause obviously I don't want got... any more housekeepers banging on the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping they put you in a nice hotel. So. From my hotel in Bilston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why from a hotel in Bilston, yes. Right. <laughs> uh, in fact, we might chop and change and run with that as our introduction. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Um, oh, if you just want to tell me... If you just want to tell me your uh, your blog again, give me the, the address so our listeners can have a look at that. My blog, if you give it a Google, it'll be wrong in all the right ways, but right written as in W-R-I-T-E. Excellent. So it's wrong in all the right ways. <laughs> there's reviews on there about, like I said, Phil Jackson, our keyboardist, a little bit of Neil mentioned, there's a few book reviews, theatre reviews, etc. Well, that's really interesting. That will be, well, I'm going to... But as soon as I get off this video, I'm going to be looking on on that one. I'm looking. Oh, I'm thank looking. You so much. Now, obviously, I want to say a huge, huge thank you for taking the time for to to sit down and talk to me. Uh, it's very oh, much good. appreciated, and it's very interesting to hear how you got into this. And some, and the big thing is hearing about yourself because you say you've led a very interesting life. Um, <laughs> And long may, well, obviously, long may it continue. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what else you'll be doing with the Ruttles. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. I don't know what each day will bring. Every day is a different adventure with these boys. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect thing to end on. So if every day is like that, that's perfect. And Delise, thank you so much. Never give up your dream. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you. You did this with your mouth. Like, you talked yourself into this. Well, if you're interesting at all, you should do a podcast. I was doing a radio show for years before I podcasted it. I don't think people realize just how liberating and freeing and inspiring podcasting can be. Yeah, even just walking into to any genre of podcasting, you're walking into community. The reason podcasts connect so much is it feels more personal. What we learned pretty quickly is that only one or two percent of the people who listen ever donate. Most people don't. People are used to free media, advertising support media. At the moment, podcasting for us isn't a business and it's not designed to be a You know, running something as a business or being paid doesn't always mean dollars, pounds, euros. It can be payment in another way. One Voice, One Mic, a short documentary about the rise of podcasting, coming 2019. Plug in, record, send it to iTunes, boom, congratulations, you're a podcast.